0: listening to Assurance in Action, the podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. Today, I am joined by Intertech's Sandra Meixner, the Global Program Manager for ATIC Food Authenticity Services, Britta Bellerson, Team Leader of Supply Chain Management and Food Services, and Gerhard Rimkus, Senior Food Consultant. And we're talking to David Morgan, Senior Technical Specialist for Quality and Safety at GAIN, the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition. Does everyone want to go around
1: and introduce themselves? Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm David Morgan, and I'm a food technologist working with GAIN, the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition, and I've been working here since 2014, and my background is in the food industry. Sandra?
2: Thank you, David. Well, my name is Sandra Meixner. I'm a state-certified food chemist, and I... Was the first contact point for the GAIN premix facility at Intertech in 2010.
3: My name is Britta. I'm a food technologist too. Um, I worked for Intertech since 2017, and I became the program manager for the GAIN premix facility in 2017 as well.
4: I am Gerhard Rimkus. I am chemist and working for Intertech Food Services as a senior consultant and project manager since eight years.
0: Great, thank you. Uh, So David, what is GAIN?
1: Okay, yeah, so GAIN, the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition, we're a not-for-profit foundation headquartered in Geneva Switzerland and established in 2002 and our purpose is to tackle malnutrition which we do by transforming food systems in low and middle income countries and we do that by working with governments, international agencies, NGOs and private sector and that includes Intertech who we we partner with and we employ around 150 people Located in over 15 countries, and we have established country offices in Asia, so that's in Bangladesh, in India, Indonesia, and Pakistan, and in Africa, Ethiopia, Kenya, Nigeria, Mozambique, Tanzania. And then we also have representative offices in um, Geneva, Switzerland, in the UK, in the USA, and in the Netherlands. And the way we operate is with donor funding and that comes from philanthropic organizations including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, SIF which is the Children's Investment Fund Foundation, and a number of other philanthropic organizations. We have governmental foreign aid from the USA, from Netherlands, from the UK, Canada, Denmark and a number of other countries. And then we have UN agency funding, including UNICEF and World Food Programme, and um, funding from charitable organisations, including uh, GiveWell Foundation. Gain is focused on alleviating malnutrition, and that's, just to be clear, that's not working directly with communities suffering from acute malnutrition in emergency situations in response to conflict or drought or flooding or other disasters, because there are situations which are for specialist organisations such as UN agencies, Médecins Sans Frontières, Red Cross, Red Crescent. So again, focuses more on the underlying changes to strengthen food systems. And our goal is to improve the consumption of nutritious and safe foods for all people specifically targeting a billion people with major improvements to food systems working across the, um, the food value chain. And our, just to capture our work streams or some of our work streams, we have large scale food fortification, which we'll come back to. And that's about improving the consumption of adequately fortified staple foods. Staple foods typically being flour and maize meal, oil, salt, rice and some others. Appropriate diets for women and children, which is finding sustainable ways to improve um, diet and nutritional content. Um, We have a work stream on workplace nutrition, working with employers and employees to strengthen knowledge of nutritious foods and accessing them. The marketplace for nutritious foods and that's looking at food supply systems for small and medium-sized enterprises. Um, Post-harvest losses, healthy food choices for adolescents, um, we have a work stream on innovative finance and that's that's the way we work there is to connect finance institutions with food businesses, um, also in urban nutrition, focusing on, focusing on um, rapidly urbanized environments and adapting the food value chains there. And then we also work um, a lot with um, knowledge dissemination, um, and we're currently co-hosting the second global summit on food fortification series of events with co-hosts, the micronutrient forum, uh, Harvest Plus, um, and also GAIN is organizing side events at the Tokyo Nutrition for Growth Summit through December. Just for those who are not sure what large-scale food fortification is, so um, this is um, focused on, activities to make staple foods more nutritious, and that's largely, not entirely, but largely industrial food fortification. Um, And this takes place mostly under mandatory legislation, where there are laws in place to say that if these staple foods are produced, then micronutrients are added. Um, And this is typically to replace missing micronutrients. Um, which are missing from the diet, or missing from the f- uh, and or missing from the food where they're processed and no longer there. So, um, the food vehicles for those micronutrients are chosen appropriately. So, for flour and maize meal, that's wheat flour and maize meal, zinc and iron are typically added, also some B vitamins, folic acid, B12, and others. Um, sometimes uh, fat-soluble vitamins as well. And in oil, um, uh, fat soluble vitamins added, always vitamin A, sometimes also D and occasionally vitamin E as well. Salt is a good vehicle for iodine. So salt iodization is the most successful of all um, the large scale food fortification programmes globally. Um, vitamin A in sugar and then others, including milk, rice, um, condiments, which includes soy and, and, and fish sauce. Um, and so I'm part of the large scale food fortification team. And more specifically, I'm also um, very closely involved with, with the GAIN premix facility.
0: So the premix facility involves Intertech. Um, so, how did that begin and what is everybody working on there?
1: In response to increasing demand for fortified food production, the food producers, it was recognized that they needed a- affordable premix of reliable quality, premix being the micronutrients which are added to the the, the fortified food vehicle. And in most lower income countries, these fortificants are not produced and they're imported and they may not be available and they may be very expensive and and the quality may be questionable or unknown. So in 2009, GAIN created what we now call the gain premix facility or the GPF and essentially that created a quality assured list of suppliers and that's now grown to 55 sites at the latest count across 18 countries and that includes a number of categories so we have premix blends, um, vitamin A micronutrient powders which are sachets for home fortification um, potassium iodate, which is a source of iodine for salt fortification. Um, And essentially, we publish that list and we put that in the public space. And there are two benefits from that. Firstly, any food producer can access um, that list of quality assured suppliers, and they can buy directly from them, and then gain approval is also, rec- also recognised by UN agencies, so World Food Programme requires that all of their fortified food products use premix from a gain-approved source. And the second important point is that we run a procurement platform and we work with that quality-assured list of suppliers. So if a food producer or a government agency um, needs a supply of micronutrients for national fortification or industrial fortification of foods then they can approach the Gain premix facility. We can float a tender to request um, the supplies they need. We float that with all of our approved suppliers and the best offer is presented to the client and then we supply. Now the way the transaction works is that Gain would buy the premix from the premix producer And we supply to the client and that then allows us to offer credit terms um, because that's further help to food producers Um, and we do that through the what we call the revolving fund which is funded by um, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation so we can take from that fund um, use that to pay for the credit we pay for the premix and then if the food producer has uh, been granted special credit terms then we can use that fund to, to pay for that. Um, now, I mentioned that, that we were established in 2009, and it was just after that in 2010 when we. Um, we started the, uh, the collaboration and partnership with Intertech.
0: Can we speak a little more about uh, Intertech's role and um, what their main tasks are?
1: Sure, yes. Yeah. So we need to assess and audit and re currently 55 producer sites in 18 countries, and we can't do that with our own team. And that's the way that we work in GAIN, we partner with organisations so that we can expand and um, lever the resources that we have available to us. So, we look to work with a specialist organisation and we, we reviewed in 2010 a number of specialist service providers and we selected Intertech Food Services based on their ability to conduct food safety audits um, and also their knowledge and capability in testing fortificants and and fortified foods, Um, and and that testing is conducted in Bremen in northern Germany. So that partnership's changed over the period and it now focuses primarily on fortified foods testing, including um, the micronutrients and the foods themselves, um, as well as supplier audits and the management of, of those supply audits. So every consignment of micronutrients which gain supplies to industry, that will be tested by Intertech, and Intertech's um, currently also testing a large quantity of fortified foods from a number of countries to assess the status of those um, of fortification in market samples, so that includes salt and flour and oil and sugar. So yes, that's, um, so it's audit services and food testing services are, are, are the primary areas where we collaborate.
2: Yeah, I think that shows the learning curve that we have gone through together, David, I think. Uh, I remember the first days in 2010 when we started with the testing. Um, And the the vitamin testing is not so easy. It's not just a routine thing, especially from all the different companies. But I think over the years uh, we've developed this program really good and I'm really glad to test now also the, the end products that go to the consumers. to to be sure that uh, they really reach them.
1: Yeah, micronutrient testing really is a a specialised area, um, partly because of of the the matrix that's there, um, the low level of of these um, micronutrients and a, a number of other factors. And I don't know if you have a comment on that, Gerhard?
4: Uh, Thank you, David. Yes, uh, micronutrients, uh, the vitamin uh, testing is uh, very complex and also uh, for the metals, mainly for iron and zinc. Um, So um, I am, uh, since seven years, uh, performing for GAIN lab assessments in many African and Asian countries um to evaluate in the in the labs uh, their ability to test um, micronutrients in the fortified food of the country and uh, to see the status quo and uh, to see their their accreditation whether they are accredited or not and um, then to give recommendations to gain uh, for improving uh, the situation in these labs, uh, that they can also do the, the testing of their national food, fortified food, to uh, build the capacity of the labs and uh, to give them also some trainings or to support them with equipment. And uh, this is, uh, I think, also uh, more and more now the uh, last year's a um, focus of gain that also the national labs uh, will be uh, capable uh, for this testing, but as said, uh, up to now, uh, most of these market uh, samples, these uh, fortified foods are tested by, by Intertech and Bremen.
1: Yes, it's certainly a part of what we do and focus on in GAIN uh, to strengthen national laboratories, um, particularly. National Regulatory Laboratories, because that's that's part of the regulatory and enforcement uh, monitoring and enforcement process in, in, in a country. So um, and our ultimate aim is to become redundant, of course, but we're some way off that um, and we simply can't stand still. So we have to have to innovate and this it will require continued input on building capacity of laboratories particularly regulatory laboratories and supporting industry to access quality assured micronutrients and and improve the level of control over fortification. So um, and I think expanding the Gain premix facility to include new categories of premix, um, which we've done in the last um, two years, uh, two examples of this is fortified rice kernel. So that's, that's um, uh, in the scheme of things a relatively new type of premix um, and that's necessary for the way that rice is being fortified Um, and then also there's a specific one for India which is um, a type of encapsulated iron, encapsulated ferrous fumarate which is used in um, double fortified salt uh, which is um, salt which is both iodized and enriched with iron and that all of those requires specialized and, and reliable testing as well.
2: Yeah, and I, what I really like about this is it shows that um, it requires all the different efforts. So it's not only about testing, but it's also well, the processing itself, the technology that you know, have to have, the knowledge all around it, the support, inspections that need to be done. And of course, the quality controls locally to improve that to a level that the countries can can do that by themselves.
3: And the situation is maybe nearly dif- uh, different in each country. So it could be different in China and in India if you want to order, for example, fortified rice kernels. So the fortified ca- the fortification level in the different countries uh, could be different, and the technologies as well.
1: Yes, very much. Um, so uh, I know from, well, I, we supply a number of uh, premix blends in, in the Gain premix facility, and for each one of those, we, we need to develop a product specification, a, a standard. Um, yeah, so in, uh, on a national level, um, that specification would be standardised, but then on an international level, it can be very different and maybe the only common thing for something like um, fl- fortified flour. Uh, although there are even exceptions to this, is that um, iron would be present uh, and then uh, the finished product standard would be different right across Almost from one every every country,
3: maybe we can talk about um, the programs which are um established uh, in the in the country like Nigeria, that you make um, some market assessments there as well to um, improve the situation there and through to get more knowledge about the markets and so on.
1: Yes, yeah, so um, one of the things that GAIN does and has done is conduct market assessments to establish the status of food fortification in um, a- across a country or across a region, um, and, and that looks at the effectiveness because taking samples from industry is only one way of assessing the situation and taking market samples and home samples that's another way and so it's the whole picture which then adds up to um, the status of understanding the level of, of, of food for, for fortification. So yeah that is, um, that is an important thing that we are working on. There was an interesting development in the last in the last year which was a method development. I wonder if Gerhard could say something about this and this is the, um, the method that Intertech developed and um, you worked with Gain um, and our support to to, to publish that method.
4: Uh, thank you David, yes um, the vitamin A analysis especially in edible oil is uh, very complex um, and uh, edible oil in many, many countries is uh, fortified by vitamin A, retinyl palmitate, which is in most of the countries also mandatory. And uh, so most of the labs, they are, usually they are using um, a saponification method, which is very complex, time consuming, a lot of solvents and so on. And uh, this method is not very reliable. And uh, so Intertech, Brayman the, the laboratory developed uh, a simple method uh, an HPLC method Um, for the analysis, which is very reliable. We could show it also in comparison exercises. Uh, This method is now accredited also in uh, the Bremen laboratory. And uh, so GAIN supported now that this method is uh, published in an international journal, so it is open access uh, to everybody. And uh, so everybody can uh, take over this method. And in a second step, we also um, did an exercise with uh, selected laboratories in four countries, in Bangladesh, in India, in Ethiopia and Nigeria, to support them to develop this method also in their own laboratories and to validate uh, then the method. And the final goal should be then that this method is also in, in these uh, national laboratories uh, accredited. So that was an exercise over the, the last uh, months. Uh, the problem was that, of course, uh, due to the situation, pandemic situation, uh, that we could not support directly uh, on the spot. So it was only by email and by video calls and so on. But several laboratories were very successful and they were very happy uh, that they could do the, the, they were supported by me uh, with this development of this method. And uh, this will be a great help, I think, for these uh, um, labs who joined the, the project.
1: It certainly will. It will be very useful for um, laboratories and oil producers in some cases uh, if they have been using what we call the traditional method which uses saponification. Um, And to use this new method, if this can be adopted, then that can produce um, more reliable results. Um, It's simpler, um, it's quicker and... um, yeah, so there are a lot of benefits to be had from, from laboratories using this, um, th- this published method, um, which is specifically related to retinal palmitate in, in fortified oil.
4: Yes, and uh, GAIN supported these uh, labs also with uh, some chemicals and so on, which were needed uh, for the method. So this was also a benefit uh, for, for these labs.
0: Thank you all for joining me today. And thank you for listening to Assurance and Action. If you would like to learn more, please check out the links in the description of this podcast. Also, please give our subscription a rate and a follow. And don't forget to like us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks again and have a great day.